Welcome back to No Starving Artist Podcast. I'm your host, Anissa Benitez. Wow, it's been a full year since we recorded the last season, about 98 episodes, which is great because I'm approaching this podcast as a different version of myself, and I hope that you're tuning in as a more embodied, more expansive version of yourself as an artist, which is the whole goal and reason for my taking space. And if you're new to the podcast, welcome. I found that last season I created a lot of busyness in doing and just my work ethic was still kind of coming off of corporate and sometimes we're consuming and we're doing and we're so engaged so much that it keeps us from really digesting. So in slowing down this last year, 2022, it was good for me. It was also very difficult. I felt really aimless at times. I put a lot of emphasis on acting work which is not fully in my control um and it forced me to face more of my shadow and it definitely challenged me in ways that I can get into in future episodes but it was powerful to be brought back into my power not through a rigid routine or structure of needing to create needing to create let me just bulldoze through how I'm feeling to share but actually being called and guided and reconnecting with my inner voice, our inner power, which is where the best guidance comes from. The more that we get quiet, the more that we slow down, the more that we can hear ourselves, our inner voice, maybe it's our inner child, maybe it's our intuition, maybe it's our soul, it's our spirit, whatever you wanna interpret that as, but to be guided back to doing things that I actually picked up initially was a beautiful takeaway because sometimes we feel like oh, we're moving so out of alignment, but to be called back to do things that we had started and to nourish things that we had started putting energy into is a good sign that we're on path. Um, More specifically in recording these podcasts, I was doing it every single week and I've found out that that structure really doesn't work for me. That routine can be draining. It can drain pleasure from creation and it also helped held me back from focusing on my identity as an artist more largely to have this as a weekly priority. So this season, we will be approaching 10 episodes, and I hope that you'll stick around for all of them and return for season three after a break later in the year. Our agenda for this episode is to, one, share the intention for this season two with this podcast. Um and kind of take you through a little overarching journey of creation with this. And two, connecting how the starving artist is connected to our shadow artist. I don't know if you're familiar with the term shadow artist, but you will be. If you've enjoyed this podcast, your rating and review on Apple Podcasts, sharing it on social media makes a difference, and it allows it to grow and reach other people, other creatives who might find it helpful. So without further ado, let's get into it. For those who are new to the podcast, things have changed over time. I initially founded this podcast with the intention of sharing transparency along my creative journey as an actor, an artist, a creative, a content creator, and share learnings that I was having along the journey. And it's pivoted to sharing support to others along their creative journey. There's the pandemic of 2020, and I started this podcast 
just a few weeks short of that and so my attention and gear shifted towards wanting to support people along their creative journey especially as financial pressures were in full force um, with the pandemic and here in New York a lot of Broadway actors were out of work a lot of musicians and performers especially were hard hit Um, and then this season the intention is to somewhat blend both but a little bit more so return to the initial intention because there are so many great and amazing self-help podcasts out there and podcasts that are focused on financial growth and stability and this podcast when it comes to the not starving part is is really emphasis on an abundance mindset and how can we tune into our own personal well-being our wellness and for me a bit about me I had totally suppressed the artist in me out of fear of being in that starving place um financially sure but also emotionally there was a steadiness that corporate life provided me and it took until this year really to have an awareness of that when I was four years old I definitely wanted to be a performer and artist but by 10 years old I became very practical around what I would need to do in this world I felt the financial stress of my household I felt societal conditioning external success was very valued and I had my own fears and feeling a sense of inadequacy I like many have come to recognize that yeah it's difficult to be creative and make money and the two don't always have to exist together you don't have to have a creative career to be an artist I felt like the two couldn't coexist and I refused to be a starving artist so fast forward to 2020 I'm leaving my career in marketing after six years of climbing in corporate America I'm bouncing between brands like RCA Records, Time Magazine, Google, and finally YouTube Music. The trajectory a younger me would have dreamed of to be in a position of being in these creative industries. But it really came about because I was deep in debt. I was paying out of pocket for my studies in undergrad. I had no financial support. I was working full-time in addition to going to school full-time. And so the dream of mine was to do whatever was creative as possible while making money fear was a huge driver and it created a lot of determination for me and I think so many people achieve a lot of external success from that place of determination from a scarcity mindset when we're operating from scarcity a lot actually can be done but what you lose is also worth accounting for and it's not always recognized you can be thriving externally financially and you can be really starved internally when you feel starving you can feel starved emotionally you can feel starved intellectually you might feel starved spiritually and creatively a lot of people are starving and it's not always financially starved The goal in life, I think, is to recognize when we need more nurture. For myself, once I was no longer financially starving, I didn't have the excuse that I had to 
be in this career of marketing because I needed to make money and I couldn't take the risk towards pursuing things that had always brought me energy outside of work. I was always dancing and doing improv and performing and felt so lit up and I felt so much aliveness and the aim is to recognize what the things that light us up the things that spark our energy that energize us so that we can move towards them to move from that place of starving to living and then hopefully to thriving it's difficult to always be balanced in all the areas of our life uh, but there's a lot of beauty in trying and trying to find that balance of trying to nurture our emotional our spiritual our physical our creative our intellectual self and in these past two years I've experienced a lot of feeling finally that aliveness creatively and spiritually and feeling fed finally as an artist and I'm determined to keep those parts of myself very much alive and hope to share um, and be an inspiration to others knowing that they need to also continue to pour into their creative life into their emotional life spiritual life it all feeds us but you have your own journey towards yeah feeding yourself holistically in those ways i just hope this podcast can spark some light to illuminate your unique path forward so without further ado let's get into the second topic the topic of how the starving artist and the shadow artist are alike. It takes a lot to start claiming the artist title. It is a big step to empower your creative self to own that you are stepping into your light. For many years, I was a shadow artist, a term coined by Julia Cameron in The Artist's Way, A Spiritual Path to Higher Creativity love this book it's a reread reread and repractice and integrate she talks a lot about morning pages and a whole bunch of exercises that are really powerful in continuing to nurture and cultivate your creativity but julia cameron talks about shadow artists as persons who are not supported often in early artistic endeavors in their nuclear family or immediate circle and as a result they usually don't believe that they are artists however I think that shadow artists can develop later in life too. You can be a performer and a creative and then through societal conditioning or through peer pressure, through comparing yourself to others, through prioritizing profit over your own personal pleasure, through seeing that you're not getting as much external validation for prioritizing external validation as most of us do over our own internal satisfaction. We can dismiss our creative self and say, nah, maybe that's for someone else. Maybe somebody else should claim the artist's journey and I should do this other thing. Or maybe I shouldn't continue with these creative endeavors that I consider hobbies and I can, you know, just focus on my full-time job. I can focus on exercise. I can focus on all these other areas of life. But we can leave our creative practices to the side. And I think many people live as shadow artists. They maybe work in a creative industry or they have a somewhat creative job. But the key is that they're not fully satisfied creatively. They teeter around creative spaces because at some point in their life they felt they weren't enough. And maybe you were told this at a young age. Maybe you really never tried to step into being an artist. 
Um, but over, anyways, over time, the creative need and desire begins to stir within us. And it can stir and it can be felt as a craving for like indulgences to get high, to escape. Um, it can develop into a lot of disorders. It can develop into addiction. It can develop in so many different ways, but it starts really eating us from the inside out the stirring um it can be quite chaotic and there is so much value in just acknowledging that it is the artist in us working to break out working to be in the world i have an example of this for instance somebody approaches the journey um, of being a shadow artist in becoming an editor and as an editor they support countless writers uh, writers that they think are incredibly talented and brilliant and they help them publish their work they share and they help share like deeply meaningful stories into the world however they're suppressing their artist in this example they truly want to be a writer but they have allowed themselves to channel their talent and their dreams to uplift others but they might still have that deep longing to write their own book they might not feel good enough and compare their work to the work that they're reading from authors who are regularly publishing who they deem as artists and they might feel inadequate and this feeling is only heightened because they have constant exposure to these acclaimed artists and those and society maybe recognizes them as an editor now they've kind of been in this editor box amazing editor that supports artists um and there's editors that are totally satisfied. This is definitely an example. But in this case scenario, we know that they are shadow artists because it is seen in their longing, in their comparison of their work to other artists, their sense of inadequacy around their own work, and the clinging to the title of the editor rather than the one who recognizes I'm an editor and a writer and honors both. So what is our shadow? Our shadow is parts of ourselves that we repress, suppress, feel shame around, we feel lacking in, we feel embarrassed by, we feel judged by. Our shadow self is a construct. It's made up of all the parts of ourselves that we push away. Our unconscious self is so um, filled with like repressed ideas and instincts and impulses, things that we consider weaknesses, desires, perversions, things that we might be embarrassed around, fear. It's assumed often to be our darker side. The shadow is the thing that follows us, but it's, you know, our dark side of our psyche. But it's not always. Sometimes it's just our wildness. Sometimes it's just the unknown parts of ourselves that we actually don't tap into or activate. I know for myself personally, I would say my shadow self is like my angry, um, somewhat darker Scorpio moon side. Um, the one who definitely is like a little demon and villainous at times. But the more that I like am compassionate and love that side of myself, and I deeply do that through a lot of my acting work, the more that I feel creative. Carl Jung believed that this latent energy of our shadow self is present in all of us and it is 
a huge source of our creative energy. The less we suppress our wildness, our darkness, the parts of ourselves that we feel are shameful or dangerous or just unknown, the more we find our creative self. In a previous episode in season one, we explored how envy, jealousy, and longing were deep indicators that we were repressing our desire. Envy is when we are coveting something that someone else has. We feel scarcity. We feel it's unattainable. Jealousy is a sense that it's competitive, that there's scarcity us against them. And longing is often we feel inadequacy in reaching towards our desires. But all of these things are powerful indicators that we have a desire, that something is going on there. And that's a beautiful thing to have. Even if it comes out through those darker feelings of our emotions, it shows that we're tapping into something that's really, truly, deeply within us and wants to escape. And the more that we honor that beauty, the beauty that we have desire, we have passion, there's something that we yearn for, the more that we allow ourselves to be expansive. I didn't want the responsibility of being in a box of coach or guide or wellness, spiritual guide or something of that nature when I started this podcast because I didn't want to feel tamed. I wanted to expand and express my wildness and I think so many artists, so many of us need that. We can often step into this position of supporting others, of being a coach and being a leader and You can do that and be wild, but sometimes we block ourselves from tuning into our shadow self during this time because we have seen that leadership means likability or leadership means pleasing, being kind and always leading with love. And sometimes we just want to be reckless and we want to be terrible, terrible. Um, And I think from that desire of allowing that to be an option, an option for us then beautiful things are created especially as an artist there's a part of ourself that deserves to come to light and in this year I experienced a lot of that lightness and a lot of that joy there's also something that's true where there's the unbearable lightness of being sometimes we're too living in light and love and lofty and we need to ground back into our present moment and we need to feel the discomfort and the pain that surrounds us and also feel our shadow we need to feel like we're repressing something to then feel the opposite end of that the contrast is good information yeah i acknowledged in this year a lot of my shadow self is when i repress anger um, then I don't also feel passion if I repress my anger and I become too detached from my emotions then I don't feel the pain and the disappointment of rejection and therefore it blinds me to how good it feels when I I do achieve something you know like if we don't if we numb ourselves to some emotions then we're going to numb ourselves to all and so a lot of our acceptance of ourselves of stepping into our full artist is accepting that shadow self to return to a place of feeling loved of feeling abundant to not feel starved to feel the fullness of who we are to feel both our artist and our shadow self 
Um, so yeah, I encourage you to take the time to understand what is your shadow self? Who are they? What parts of yourself have you been holding back out of fear of hurting others? Do you hold on to certain things for a sense of control instead of stepping into the unknown? What are those things? How do you want to be perceived? How don't you want to be perceived? Do you have those experiences of feeling like you're holding back or repressing darker emotions, parts of yourself that you tuck away to be more pleasing to others? And if so, how can you acknowledge that as a first step? And do you want to release that as a second step? Not being a starving artist is continuing to honor the expansiveness of who we are, feeding our full selves, our shadow self included. And I hope that you continue to explore your wildness, that you continue to step into the light, because I know in doing so, you'll find a lot of creative fulfillment and expansion and beauty within that process. So thank you for listening to today's episode. If you found it helpful, if you enjoyed it, please share it on social. You can find me on social at Anisa Benitez on Instagram and TikTok. I'm so grateful to be along this creative journey with you. I appreciate you. <laughs>